The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Ben Haworth. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Peter Dancy. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. That's a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network, a podcasting company with a little heart and a lot of wine. Again, I'm Jack Newman, your host for the Movie Gang Podcast, and welcome. How are you guys doing this week? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah, I'm pretty good, actually. Yeah, Can't believe bad. the election's in two days. It's almost. I over. really don't even want to deal with it. I don't even want to deal with it. Here's yes. the real question. Here's the real question. Has anyone not voted? I'm, no, I'm voting on the day of because I couldn't figure out how to do early voting, at least for my first time in California. Yeah, I know. Yep. I'm I'm voting day of too, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah, for me, for me, thankfully, I was able, thankfully I was able to do early voting because because uh, because there is a there is a voting place uh, at the high school my brother goes to, and it's like literally, basically right behind my house. So I ba- so I just drove there on my way home from work the other day, took care of it, and was in and out in like ten minutes. It was glorious. I fucking oh, hate awesome. you because this is gonna be awful. Because the other thing that happened to me is that I messed up and like the thing like a voter registration card went to my ha- my old house with my parents and oh. they like being parents registered me oh. <laughs> in Mebbin, <laughs> North oh, Carolina. Boy. Oh boy! <laughs> so I have to leave work. Get the time off work, and again, not get paid, and then go to Mebbin to vote. Oh, wow. my goodness. With my, all the Trump Pence signs. <laughs> oh, boy. And Pence is going to be, like, in North Carolina. He's just going to yeah. be kicking around places, and he's not going to go into the main cities because he'll get heckled. So yeah, Don't don't let any uh, Trump supporters scare you <laughs> away from the ballots. Well, I was actually curious. Forever. I think that's the thing is the experience is just going to see if there's people out there. Because if, if, you know, I, I drive out to where my parents live and there's all these Trump Pence signs. So I'm always, like, uh-huh. super curious if they're actually going to do some shitty shit. Yeah, I'm, but we'll I'm, see. I'm in liberal ass California. Oh, my California. God. Jesus, <laughs> that happened. How does it, How do we just avoid it? Fuck it. Like, everyone's like, you know, you just complained about – oh, my God. All right. Well, we're deeply <laughs> sorry. And if you haven't tuned out already from the Movie Gang podcast, we promise this week we're getting to Doctor Strange. But first up, we're going to be taking a look at a new subject where we're going to be looking at trailers that come out the week before. And, uh, and this week, we're going to call it Trailer Corner. Ooh. That's really stupid. I really had a – I mean, I kind of like it. better intro. <laughs> all right so if you guys go down to the show notes you'll be able to see a link to the trailer this week which is looking at the new movie logan which is supposedly the final hugh jackman wolverine movie what did you guys think of this trailer i thought it was really impressive especially for this and, and maybe just be that hurt and johnny cash and this kind of like you know this style of trailer i find much more interesting but it's definitely for me, and I think I was trying to explain this to Ben earlier. It's definitely a large departure from like superhero movie trailers. Like period. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that. No, like there, there, there was dialogue, but it, but it yeah, was. Yeah, but it was mostly really sad dialogue about Patrick Stewart yeah. probably dying. Oh my god, he looks like he looks so sad. <laughs> he in looks this. like death. He like. Oh three yeah, times. yeah. You, you, there's <laughs> a lot of timeline shit you missed. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. You, you have missed. No, that's, a lot I mean of that's the most confusing bit is that he died. Shit. Let's count his deaths. He died in X three. He yep. died in. Um, he died. I guess he technically died in one timeline of Days in of Days of Future Past. Yeah. And then does he so die he's if he's like now. the timeline is reborn? I don't know. That's not confusing. I don't. So maybe, I don't think he died in that in the, like the reborn timeline. Yeah. He's just like I'm alive and well. So apparently. Apparently between X3, because X3 was canon, apparently in between the two, there was this sequence where the the guy, he woke up in the hospital and then just changed his the face of the guy that was in a coma to look like himself. And then I assume re-paralyzed himself because clearly the guy in the coma was also yeah. paralyzed yeah. Um, <laughs> in the exact same manner. So it doesn't really make any sense. But I mean, all the only thing I'll say is like, I'm kind of given up on the, on the X-Men and kind of the Deadpool and everyone else's timeline. And I really just am biding time till Marvel can make whatever black magic deal they made for Spider-Man. But this is the first time in a long time that I've been excited about a character because the Logan timeline, um, the old man Logan uh, story is really, really good, even though clearly they're not committing to that story all the way because that would be insane. Oh, yeah, that would be a lot. Well, well, the other thing is that 
in the Logan, the old totally. man Logan in the comics, like it involves the Hulk, it involves Captain America, it involves all. No, yeah. that's the thing. It, it like the old man Logan it's is all big on talking yeah. about like you know where are all these future, all, where do all these heroes go in an apocalyptic future, and it's great because the Hulk like becomes like this evil landlord of like, and he has like this family of like kind of inbred landlords. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> well, see, this is exactly uh, this is why I'm actually glad that. Fox does on the rights, even if we do get insane, terrible shit like Apocalypse. Do you agree? It's terrible. Uh, I, I like that they don't give a shit about the timeline, and I know Jack's going to hate me for this, but yeah. you, I think they, only they can do something like Logan because Marvel has to stick to it's this year and this timeline, and they're never going to jump forward. They're never going to take a, a risk on, on having a character be like old and dying and sad. And are it's you not that their shitting films me? can't be fun, but I don't are think they'll ever, ever do that. Ben, Ben, they're going to die. Oh, like they're gonna uh, die in uh, Infinity uh, Wars. Uh, they'll die so, when their contracts are up, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, no, yeah, Ben. Well, I, yes, I mean that's true, fair, but, still, but like someone like, is dying. Someone is getting the axe. <laughs> All right, I, I, I don't I, think people said that for Civil War, and guess what? Nothing happened. So, oh no, I, 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 I knew they weren't gonna kill, kill anyone yeah, off in Civil I mean, War. That, that, I, it's, it's too. Civil War is too in the middle of Phase but Three. But I still of the don't MCU think you're gonna do something like this, where you're gonna have like a marketing this off-brand from what X-Men is. You know what I mean? Of of just looking cool. I mean, but then we get like we get like jessica jones which is super dark and super about like sexual assault and really interesting and it is a great story but then they still have to I, make a second season of jessica jones when it has completed its entire narrative arc you know what i'm saying because it was popular well so you know what does jessica jones do she goes on to mary luke cage because that's like her whole <laughs> which is always that super awkward moment where you have this really great female empowerment book and then what does she do for the rest of all comics <laughs> be married to luke cage <laughs> fun yeah. look forward to that yay awkward comics <laughs> Yes, this, this trailer looks very good, and and I read someone said like using her just like by Johnny Cash is basically cheating, but you know it still yeah, totally it works. It was that good show, cheating though. That song it just has. I mean, I was I actually didn't a, know uh, that that uh, Gears of War trailer was unofficial until you told me. Ben, it was really sad. <laughs> I thought that was a <laughs> professional trailer that was done. But you're and, similar because like the first Gears of War, which is a a broy game about killing aliens with a chainsaw gun like it's a pretty intense game but it, you're right it did have the first game had this marketing with uh uh all around me are familiar faces song, no no which i can't remember the title of and you know, it was very it had, apocalyptic and dark it had that Dead trailer, the same yeah. way. There, there are like it had a series of trailers that were that that were almost done identically to this one um and i kind of rolled my eyes whenever i saw those but for whatever reason i didn't roll my eyes at this one because it definitely seems and it also in the involvement of like having a young girl and doing like the old man logan story and this is not this the other thing is like none of this is new under the sun it's cool because like you know you have this kind of thing like god of war is doing this like this is not a new concept of having right. the old man defending the youth you know he, he is his sin represented in him trying to save a young life like that's practically that's practically Greek. It's so old. <laughs> like, yeah, very Greek, very Western. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it's like so core to like some like you know internal issues of like you know the continuity of life and protecting the continuity of life and dying to save the continuity of life. I think it's just also because because with this trailer for Logan, like I mean I mean kind of I mean kind of as as we have all alluded to, it's just so this trailer like I, I, we can't exactly speak to the film yet because it's not March twenty March twenty seventeen, but right. this trailer was so it is was so tonally different from every other like like at the very at the very least X Men trailer that we that we have gotten so far, and of course most superhero films that. That I feel is the, is, is the main is the main reason why people are so interested in it, where, pe- where people are actually excited because it's like because well, like are, is, we, are we gonna get go something ahead. different possibly maybe please I mean here's what I'm gonna say I think like you know whereas Ben saying oh yeah Marvel wouldn't risk this you know I think the reason that they'll risk this is because their universe is totally broken down and fucked up. Yeah, that's fine with me. It's I mean, nice. I, I mean, as long as we like, I don't think I'm wrong here, Ben. I mean, yeah, yeah they'll take they can more do weird ass shit, which I kind of appreciate for that. But I agree, I agree. Terrible. Weird Just shit. admit to me that that timeline makes zero sense. Oh, it's it's garbage line timeline, it's but I don't trash. care. 
because okay, I'm not yeah, like okay. as I mean, invested. As long as long as we can admit that to each other, like like at oh, least yeah. we it's, can admit it's, that it's, like the overall like as a narrative thrust, the Marvel universe in general makes sense. The difference between me and you is when Brian Singer says his next one's going to be in the '90s with the same cast. I laugh my ass off because that's insane, and <laughs> I like, scream internally. Like I've I, I like it's funny, especially it's weird to be like you know because like just like Marvel has done this thing. Like I like I go into a DC and other movies, and I'm just like I scream and internally <laughs> you guys have learned nothing you've learned nothing <laughs> oh yeah, right. and I, I feel like they still take risk in a, in a less uh, insane way <laughs> so you're right on that front yeah yeah well they don't have to nail it home because this was actually a pretty good movie <laughs> and, it made no, and i'll be very interested dollars. about the marketing particular because like the poster is just a shot of his claws and a child's hand it's super iconic again much like the trailer i'll be very curious to see when the marketing gets closer and closer it tends to get blander and blander that's just kind of how marketing works um so i am curious like what are the posters going to look like a month before release what the trailer is going to look like are we going to get more of a classic kind of x-men no, style. I, I, no. I, I, I hope, no. I hope they keep it personal. I don't even know how you would put together a classic X-Men poster with this cast. For, yeah, I, well, you can still just have a big poster with his face, you know what I mean? Like classic large face. Oh, I'm sure Jackman, they'll do that. Know? I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll have like some alt poster that looks like him jumping through the forest with claws out. Like, I'm, that, oh, that's yeah. going to happen. Oh, that's, what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, you don't, you don't hire, you don't spend whatever the fuck Hugh Jackman costs and not have a tr- like a poster of Hugh Jackman Right, jumping but I think it's pretty woods. pretty ballsy the first Bounding poster is not like a face. graceful antelope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wrong animal. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But let's go ahead and move on, guys. Sorry, this no, is sorry. this was a this is an attempt. If you are listening to the MGP right now, go ahead and uh, let us know what you thought and if you are interested in hearing more from the trailer corner. But next up, we have our main review, which is we went this week and saw Doctor Strange. Now for Doctor Strange, the synopsis here it comes: Doctor Stephen Strange, Benedict Cumberbutt, life changes after a car accident robs him of the use of his hands. When traditional medicine fails him, he looks for healing and hope in a mysterious enclave. He quickly learns that the enclave is at the front lines of a battle against unseen dark forces bent on destroying reality. Before long, Strange is forced to choose between his life of fortune and status or leave it all behind to defend the world as the world's most powerful sorcerer in existence. Pah. It's <laughs> <laughs> final period, like, pah. I feel like, like, like... Like whoever writes these, like makes it like hard to like, like it just makes it taste bad in your mouth. <laughs> like the corporateness <laughs> of it. <laughs> All right, yeah. what do you guys think of Doctor Strange? <laughs> I think I might be the most negative person on this cast. I guess we'll see. But I thought it was frustratingly okay. It wasn't anything that made me dislike it. It's just. I think because maybe I was hoping with the the bigger, really, really impressive cast and and with a very more surrealist sort of style. I'm not thinking I was going to see a David Lynch movie by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it just was so many of the classic Marvel beats. It's so much Iron Man. It's so much like quips that don't really work for me. It's... It's you so know, much of just sort of that Marvel uh, formula that uh, can be very good sometimes. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I watched Ant Man and I loved it way more than I remembered. But uh, oh, this one just so really I, I will say this off me. the bat right here, Ben. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to say I like Ant Man more than this movie. Whoa, All right, that's good. Whoa. So we're on yeah. that page. Well, I, well, Ant Man, Ant Man has, and I think that's the thing is I think Ant Man is underrated. Is the other thing because I think Ant Man is uh, Ant Man's got such good comedy. Like when I rewatch it, the exactly. Ant- oh my god, Ant Man! So, I will go watch Ant Man before I'll go watch any other Marvel movie because Ant Man is just hilarious and it's just very rewatchable and has a central core thesis of adding in the heist that makes it insanely interesting. And I think that's the thing is I think Ant Man is outside the Marvel formula and 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 is good for that. I don't think the Marvel formula is bad. I think the big thing that's a problem with this is I. I wanted more i wanted a more mind fuck from this and i didn't get it yeah i, I was, I was yeah, just hoping for something a little more that. interesting like right. you when you cast mads mickelson who's one of my all-time favorite actors of all time and you give him kind of the same marvel forgettable villain role even though he's very good in what little he has because uh, yeah Mickelson, he's great it's just like uh here's another bad guy who wants to destroy the world for reasons you know and uh I appreciate that the villain defeat was very interesting and I appreciated a few of the interesting visuals, but it just doesn't really land for me very well. 
which is unfortunate because I really was. I, I disagree. I mean, I think it lands for me. I think it's. I think it was less than I wanted it to be. I think that I. 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 I, I don't want to force a Bobby argument. I don't think it's bad by any stretch. It's good. It's a good movie. Sorry, this is getting serious. Peter, you were saying something. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? I totally forget. I am so sorry. Before I, I rudely lost... cutted you off. No, it's fine. Off. I just I, I lost my train of thought listening to you guys. I was like, oh, good point, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, wait, what, what, what was I going to say? Oh, God. <laughs> well, what did you think of the film in general, Peter? <laughs> About the film Let's in general. Start from no. there. Yeah. Start from the beginning. In the beginning, there was the heavens and the earth. No, um, no, I. Oh God. I, I, yeah, we're going way back. No, I enjoyed this film. I, I, I thought I, I had, a, I had a good time with it. Like, um, I mean, I, I, I will, I will agree with Jack in that it wasn't everything that I thought it was going to be. It wasn't ama- I didn't. It wasn't as amazing as, as, as at least some of the, pre- oh, some of the um, pre-release reviews were, were were saying it was. But I had, but I had a fun time for the surprisingly just shy of two hours, not two and a half hours that that I, that I was in the theater. I mean, I think it was a good speed. I think that's, I think this issue. I have no complaints about this movie. Oh, um, yeah. I think, I think that's just, I think it's this one. This movie was a victim of expectations for me. I mean, because again, this is Sherlock, and this is, I mean, specifically like, uh, come on or butt. So it's, it's, it's just kind of like. It's just kind of like you expect something a little bit more from the typical typical Marvel standard formula, and you don't get it. But they're still delivering you a great movie. Is right. the issue? Is is really the large issue here? What uh, what do you guys think of the beginning? Because for me, the worst part is that's the only part I would say is straight up bad. I just the found beginning? the entire Doctor stuff. Especially anything to do with Rachel McAdams. Oh, just I have fault. a I have a bone to pick when, uh, but, and I know but this is just in particular like ahead, wasting sorry. Michael Stuhlbar, who I just keep forgetting is in this movie. <laughs> Another actor I oh. absolutely adore and just keeps showing up. Like, oh, you're it, it, the whole thing felt to me like a the fourth season of a long running procedural show that's been on TV for too long. You know, of like a a, a house esque show where it's like <laughs> I'm the crazy surgeon. Like, oh, I don't believe in the bad surgeon. Who doesn't like bad stuff. House esque or ER or Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I don't know. I just found this... his whole character setup just so less interesting than 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 Whoa, to Tony Stark. Really? It's a very similar thing. They, no, yeah, I'm sorry, Ben. Like I got to jump that... in there and take the counterpoint. Actually, yeah, I'm surprised I, that I'm going to be the one defending this, but. I love House. I acknowledge everything that's wrong with House. I watched the whole eight seasons or whatever it is, and this was House, the Marvel movie, and I loved it for that reason. <laughs> like I, I didn't it find was... him to be as interesting as House. I like House too, but I didn't find him to be House esque. I just found him to be kind of a generic douche, not like sort of. No, I think I think the issue is that his his character is more franked out. I mean, like if you want to, if there's a criticism of him as a character, he's Tony Stark, the magician is the issue yes as he's a re- he's a repeat of other existing characters in the marvel universe but that said he's still he's so much more humanized and powerful and and issues that abound of like him that i appreciate his use of the characteristics like i'm sorry like for me like i know that it seems like a stock character but it's a stock character for a reason in the medical field people wanna, in the medical it. field are this like this is not i do believe they're is, dicks but i just didn't Oh, yeah, like, I actually want to get into the doctor stereotype here, because, I mean, I get that he's a neurosurgeon, so he makes lots of money, but, like, it's it's kind of a bad stereotype that doctors make that much money, and that they They do not make that much money. Yeah, fast cars and everything. I mean, there is some truth to the stereotype, but, like, my dad is a doctor. He's putting in, like, a soy crop right now on his farm. Like, that's, he's doing that. I'm going to help him with that. (laughs) He does not have enough money to buy people to do that, so I'm going to go out there this weekend and do that. So, fuck you, movie. Well, it's not even just that he's, like, not a doctor. He's, like, again, very Tony Stark, where he only works with cases he can pick. You know, again, it's that sort Mm -hmm. of, like, yeah, not how medicine works. version of a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love that. Not how hospitals or Obamacare works. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) I um I watched this movie next to a medical student too, so I was very aware really? of that the whole time. And uh, I just I just kept looking at her like, was that right? Was was that no no? One, one thing Trevor, that was it's not well. My, my favorite thing that happens in this movie is when she actually discharges paddles in an open oh. e- in an open OR, and oh, yeah. no one runs in. <laughs> like she's just yeah, empty. No one came and into a crash like card. It was thing. so weird. 
<laughs> yeah, like he's hooked up to the monitors. It's not even like that's not transmitting somewhere. I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. Also, shocking to fifty uh, people in there. Shocking to stab wound. That's not a smart idea either. <laughs> the, yeah, the interesting thing was some of, like some of the medicine. You could tell they actually did their research, and some of the different oh, yeah. di- diagnoses and everything made yeah. sense. Like when he gets the stab wound and comes in and says, "I have this. You need to do this." Like that's supposedly no, no, no it was correct. It was correct. Yeah. And, and I and again, like, I went to this movie with a doctor, and he was like, "Uh huh, yeah." And and there was there was some and I mean <laughs> I I've never seen somebody roll their eyes so hard so many times, yeah. so it's 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 one of those things where it's kind of the uncanny valley. It's correct enough to feel super wrong. <laughs> right. I think one of the most authentic moments for me that I've heard about too from you even is when he's doing surgery, and um, the the second surgeon whose watch is ticking, he's like, "You need to cover that up," and the guy just does it like unquestioningly. That's very true to yeah to life yeah. as far as like. No. People o- obeying the surgeon unquestionably because it's that important. Like anything my, he needs, he gets. My favorite story is in the anesthesiology is there's this girl, and I'm not going to tell her name on here, but she's this old lady who is an anesthesiologist. And this was kind of back in the day when they would, uh, surgeons were dick bags, and, he, and they would all call him sweetie and stuff. And, sweetie, can you come do this? And they would, and they, you know, they're an anesthesiologist, they're a doctor, they're taking care of a patient before he goes into surgery. So she's got a job to do. And he just reaches up. He's like, oh, sweetie, can you put this on my head? And like this thing. And he does this thing. And she just reaches up and she like, there's these clamp things that goes on that like attaches like the lights to his head. And she just ties down the clamps until he's screaming and just lets him run off. Oh my <laughs> <the> God. <laughs> this is back in the eighties. So people got away with things, but I love that story. <laughs> but um, She's something I want to get back woman. to is when yeah. we start talking about the whole doctor thing being a stereotype is just how much of an asshole he is. Um, and, I want him um, to be more of an I, asshole, ironic and interesting. I agree, Seriously? Peter. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I wanted him to be more of an asshole. I wanted him to be more cynical. I wanted him to be more pompous and like, and like, and, and like, like more of a more of a peacock with his with, with his skill. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I felt. I, I, I guess. I guess just for me, like, I, and, and I understand. I understand. I understand that like that it's kind of. Uh, a hindrance, I guess you can say, because of the pacing of the film and like, and like how it went through its beats and how it went through its acts and stuff. Um, like, you, like you're not gonna get, we didn't get exactly that much time with it, but it's like I wanted mm-hmm. to see him be more of a dick instead, instead mm-hmm. of instead of it being like, okay, we're gonna get like five, ten minutes of this, and I was gonna drive in his car and he's gonna crash. Like, I, I wanted like even two minutes more, and I've been like, yep, he's a, he's a motherfucker that you do, that you just want to like strangle. Seriously, but work for him. seriously, like the Peter, whole speech he gave her in the apartment. I think you need to be more of a dick. I think you I need agree to be it. like more of a like deeper dick, like a more complex yeah. dick. Okay, yeah, well, like I, he's, I, I, like, I, I think yeah, I think that's I think that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. I want it to be motivated by more core issues than happen than just he like such a great sense of loss. Right, like he's and an uncomplicated classic, dick. Like, uh, mm-hmm. And these are the classic, like Rachel McAdams, like we could have worked it out, but you're such an asshole. Like we'll never work it out. Like it's such a shitty cliche to me that I'm finding so boring in such a lazy way. To, it may like completely ruin like one of the two main female characters in this movie, and Ooh. two just to be like such a, a, a just such a lazy, Wait, what issue are you getting easy at with, way yeah, to say the... he's a dick. Everybody, get on board with that. This guy needs to have a character arc. Uh, like I said, I just didn't feel like there was enough motivation at the beginning to kind of go I mean, along. But there I was that, some I, stuff. I, I like the fact that Hold on a sec there, Ben. Like, I'm going to back you up a sec because the thing that he did run out is saying is, is they talked about, again, it, they tied it back into there being a doctor's and she's an ER doctor and she has the issue with like, you know, kind of the savior, like the traditional savior complex whereas he's, they're two, they're, they, I mean, they did set it up as two sides of the same medical coin, the savior complex versus kind of the, and, and like the internal like skilled guy who's more interested in his own skill than the actual existing patient. And they kind of talked about this dynamic that was reflected to this whole movie, and they were the beginning of that. I don't think that's a bad story beat from a script. Whether or not it represents well on screen is another day's discussion, though. I agree with you. I mean, the core issue is, like, we could have worked it out. I agree that's cliched, but it's underlying something that's not, like, overarchingly bad. That's the thing, is I, I forgave and found myself forgiving a lot in this movie, including the one-liners that were just bad, and uh, were, like how rushed his hero's journey seems, because I really liked the whole thematic background of Eastern religion as much as it simplifies Eastern religion into just ego death. 
Like, I think that's a powerful enough concept for me that I was okay with him just being a really simple asshole because it, it, see, it that, makes that concept work. And Cucumber totally and Buns too, was really good a, about, like... Okay, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. But what bothers me is they take a cop out when they make it scientific instead of religious. That's what really bummed me out where they're like, oh, it's not magic and the spirit it's other dimensions and you have the ability to cross dimensions and I you're mean, just like four, out basically i think they totally i disagree i think that was the best way that i disagree entirely you're a dimensional creature who can summon other dimensions this has nothing to do with spirit or soul there it is did. An interesting talk it about did. death they used the spirit to go there like they use the spirit I mean, to channel other dimensions like thor uses the rainbow bridge like i it, mean it, it's okay, another thing yeah, of trying I, to keep uh, in canon i see where your point in that, like, um, oh, like i think that goes along religion with it being rushed from entire me, cinematic universe we've already established was it religion but it so was I mean, it was I mean, still the spirit i mean i would kind of equate that to like to like to when, to when you look at magic when you look, like like magic from, from like fictional medieval days when when when, when the when magic then it's like like oh they're like they're like they're taking energy from the earth and using it for their means like that that's, that's kind of how i equated it when he was like naturally like, was like well he's taking energy from other dimensions that's how that that's how that's how that's how we're explaining it that that's how dr strange does it yeah i mean it depends on your definition of magic but here ben i see your point in this in that i don't think he had to work differently than he worked to be a doctor to master the magic like i don't think he had to change himself as a person that came after he got the powers and was confronted with like the the villain for the first time and he's like oh like i just i didn't want any of this i just wanted to get better and then he has to decide to be selfless which still works for me but i think it would have been stronger if he had had to work harder or at least differently to get those powers in the first The criticism place. isn't necessarily for me has to do with the concept of magic itself or their use of spirituality or the use of that. I think it's implied that it's there. The use is that the that the character development is all messed up. What is so messed up about it though? Well, like it's, the fact it's that not it's not messed up. It's just that it's it's not developed. Like they don't lean into the mystical sorcery elements and give you kind of this kind of like a, you know this more theological ride. Like I wanted this to be the Star Trek to the Star Wars of the rest of the Marvel universe, mm. and I wanted I, it to yeah, lean no. into that philosophical discussion, and I wanted it to have that philosophical discussion kind of infer the lack of or greater ability of his powers and his own emotional journey kind of depends because at the end i mean he's the sorcerer supreme at the end which essentially like in the marvel comic universe means he can fucking do anything like he's the most overpowered (laughs) character in the marvel universe and he has there's and 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 you know it is true because they give him all these bullshit reasons as to why he can't intervene in certain shit like yeah (laughs) why doesn't he fix all crime ever he he has the ability (laughs) i'll say that is the rules in this movie and they do keep reminding you of what the rules are like what the mirror dimension is and how it works but i just did not care like it it wasn't they had to keep reminding you because it's like they knew that you didn't care what the rules were because the rules seemed completely incidental and just totally plot based they were not based in the themes and motivated at all which is the issues that i wanted to see him created more into that character at the end that kind of that character that i want him to be in the greater marvel universe where he like gives somebody a beer and it's an infinitely refilling beer and he's kind of like a stock joke character you know this is one of my other major problems with the movie is that the fights were so uneventful they were either go down to i'm moving the universe around in some way or i have magic spears and you have shields like it it really bummed me out that it's one of those two and we see later he can manipulate objects he can manipulate time which i'm glad at least that they did come up with this fairly clever doctor who ish you know uh and yeah i like the the bad guy i'm sorry um no i I did like the dormant thing i I don't think it was i agree with i agree with you entirely about your criticism yeah, yeah, but like, like I, I just was like, I'm just so tired of these wizard battles. And it's my same problem with Harry Potter. It's just like, at least it's not Harry Potter bad where it's just shooting sparks at each other. I always find right. that so boring. But I like, see. you can yeah. control matter. You control time. Like, let's let's creative it up a little bit. Why are we using spears yeah. and shields? And let's they leaned get, into some, it at the end in the way I wanted to. A la Avatar, the last Airbender, where you are using the world around you. Yes, exactly. Totally. Yeah, the, the Airbender. I mean, the the last Airbender is such a good example of powers and motivations of the characters being tied a into their emotional structure and yep. abilities, as yep. well as motivating and creating unbelievably cool looking battles where they use them in creative ways. And as they learn new things, they're able to evolve their abilities. That's how the structure of movies and combat abilities and movies should work. So of course, you know, douchebag Mc, you know, sleaze douche. I forget what movie he makes. The Village. You know who I'm talking about. Removes uh, all of that in his movie. Him not. Yeah, no, thank you, God. <laughs> we, don't, we don't mention his name. He ruined Avatar for me when he made that movie. We're not, we don't talk mm. about him. I honestly like didn't watch Korra for a little while because that movie scarred me so much. So, see, I still I was, haven't seen it, so I can at least like pretend that he'll 
he's a decent filmmaker sometimes. So oh, I haven't yeah. ruined it oh, myself. Yeah. I understand the pain you felt. I understand. I've heard. I've heard tale. It's it's pain. not even, especially from something that is so good. It's it's like right, that's, yeah, that's, right. that's 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 why it, I haven't it, ever watched it. My, it I've always said I need to get on some such kind of podcast sin. to talk about it because I I'm only ever going to see it once and I want to talk about it and have it recorded to at least have something productive come out of that experience so i mean i will i will sit on the other side of that conversation for you i mean it's kind of like where people if you want to do it man but it's not it's not an interesting podcast i'm just gonna say it's like me and talking me talking to bobby about mad max it was not a great podcast oh that's still (laughs) one of my favorite podcasts i mean it's fun it's the infinite jack and bobby argument where nothing is happening I mean that one particularly I was just like oh god <laughs> like you could you could you could hear her break my spirit like halfway through I'm just yeah. like I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> it's, Well it's tough no, when someone so credit, disagrees right? on something <laughs> I mean I stood up for Mad Max and I still I still like she didn't change my mind she didn't change anyone's mind to be entirely honest but still <laughs> just like I don't want to do that anymore <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> moving on with this movie. What did you guys think of the um of okay, so the the big thing that the, the any controversy surrounding this movie, what did you think of the use of Tilda Swinton in the role of the ancient one? Oh, uh, I thought she it's, was it's, kick ass. I liked her. I kind of did too. Great. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I still like too, and I think the problem with the problem with the ancient one is it's a damned if you damned damned if you don't situation exactly. because right. he is a no very kind of Fu Manchu-ish, you know mystical sorcerer asian stereotype so you do that people complain about that you don't make him not asian you do that i did like that they made her celtic like they actually said that she's not asian she is in I fact like irish yeah, I which i appreciate just like she's just an irish sorcerer who just got really good why is she tibet uh tibet's cool i mean you know i guess yeah. that's the answer <laughs> right that's the Eastern but i liked her a lot and there was, coming back in. i really enjoyed her acting in the scene uh where uh, again one of the good clever scenes where they they drop um him off at Mount Everest, which I think would kill you even faster than that, but I'm not sure on the stats on it, that one. It will. But, uh, I've done the research. It, it's like murderous. <laughs> it's pretty much. <laughs> like you just die. <laughs> like there is a really like good high altitude point where she's anything, waiting for him. He, he would have died. Sorry, gone shock. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, like hitting I the air, die he would have died. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like, she had this very nice little moment where she kind of looks like, uh, did I just fuck up? <laughs> this is a little long. <laughs> They humanize her in such a good way. She's not just like this infinite source of knowledge. She's somebody with a great source of knowledge and power and just doesn't know how to use it. She's essentially him. And that's the point is that when they trade off and he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme, essentially, like it's it's this trade-off moment where they talk about the infinite power and you see the universe rolling by and in this one moment they're like talking as like infinite power from one to another. It's like how you use it and you're still you're still trapped by your duty. I really love the scene where she's dying and watching the lightning on the yeah, balcony. So cool. Oh yeah, and she that is the most memorable part of this movie point. for me. And, and she and yeah. she talked and she talked about she talked about how she had been like trying like she had tra- like been trying to like stop stop so many like horrible things happening in, happening in the past just to watch the snowfall. That line was beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, guys, is and we haven't gotten into that aspect of the themes yet too. Is this movie does at least take on the prospect of death, and I mean. At, yeah. Sure, at the risk of simplifying, I'm, I mean, there's that line she has where, you know, life is meaningless without death, but I, it just, for me, with the watches and everything, I, and how he uses time in the end, I did like all that, and I thought it yeah. tied back into the medical aspect really well, because part of the conceit, I think, and Jack and I, I think, maybe we've talked about this before, the, uh, the, the doctor or the surgeon stereotype that is, you know, maybe does have some truth to it is you're like, oh, I've held like death and life in my hands. And like, you know, you do yeah. like it's a coping mechanism to be able to deal with that is like yeah. you see your own mortality in that. And I appreciated that enough about this movie and the way it used Eastern religion to just tackle that issue that I actually had a really good time with this. Which I, is I, which is the thing for me is that like there's some simplistic points, but there's some really, really good overarching points and it, and it talks in the backstory comics with Caecilius talking about his loss and stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty. I mean, he it's you know he kind of want. He, I mean, clearly, like they make Dormammu out to be a terrible thing, and he's just not realizing it, which kind of you know gives him a stiff leg and is kind of a. He, they kind of they remove the bite out of his intellectual stuff because it's just like, mm-hmm. what's the ancient one's big betrayal? They don't really kind of explain it or do that, and that's like. You know, the I, I assume the impetus for Baron Mordo to go be Baron Mordo. 
Yeah, I found all of that really problematic. I found um, you mean and all the stuff about like stealing it and him being mad at her. Like, I just don't think they sold that well at all. I don't think Especially they gave us. I mean, I think the issue is this is this is a so much information is the, is the bigger yeah. issue. Yep. And this, and let's be honest, this universe right here is a bigger stretch than Thor, which is yeah. also a weaker of the Marvel universe to my mind. Mm-hmm. So I think. I so. so you I think, think this movie had a lot also, to do? Oddly, Thor two has one of my favorite and battle sequences. I really like the Thor two battle sequence because it's pretty fun and kind of creative, you know, with the jumping through portal stuff. It's just a rip off a of portal, but I like it for I that mean, reason, you know. I, I actually, I'm gonna come in here and say that that's one of my least favorite i would oh, say I don't the like same thor 2, except the rest that i can't of it. even I remember like it ending. <laughs> oh yeah I <laughs> i've mean, completely forgotten thor 2. yeah i i i, no, I love fair. it i think fair. that villain in re- thor is like so oh, insanely oh. forgettable and he's one of my please, favorite please actors get me, please get me right i think the rest of thor 2 is boring and oh, yeah, very God, forgettable yes. i think that ending battle is really interesting no no the, the portal stuff is cool it's just like you know he's just like this weird dude he throws through buildings it, like there's no impetus to the fight in my mind just because of the built-up nature of it and that's not that's not you're, you're not you're not wrong like the portal stuff is interesting and that's yeah. cooler than some of the shit that that's do but like i mean even the iron man one fight is more interesting than that well like, i would disagree with that that reminds me of another point i wanted to bring up with this is do you think that um this movie broke the pattern of the Marvel third act that kind of throws away the main conflicting like argument and the and the philosophical stakes of. They the do double down film. on it. They do do that. You are right about that. I'm not sure how well they do it, but they at least double down on the existing argument and yeah, have an interesting last in act movie, to, to yeah. fill it out. Well, I, I do agree that yeah, it's interesting that he he's he's a he's he's a kirk like figure he doesn't like the no win scenario so he has to change the rules it's a very similar situation which again why i like the door move part i don't know why star trek keeps popping up as a comparison i don't know (laughs) but it sits in my mind is that for whatever reason like it's like you know there's the action movies i didn't i think that's exactly it i want this to be more philosophical and interesting and i'm okay with having the marvel version of that that exists because he is infinitely powerful what the fuck fight sequence are you going to give me with him he's not that athletic it's not going to be that cool he's just going to display infinite power yeah like, i will so say don't this. give me yeah. that is give me him thinking things this. through yeah exactly like i was wondering the whole time because like uh Banana Duke Copper Bitch isn't really the type of person I picture. <laughs> that was good. You know, that one was good. <laughs> ever really engaging in a in a martial arts combat scenario that's believable to me, and I, I did have a little trouble with that in the fight the fight scenes with this. Is I will say they were oh. mostly kind of forgettable, and I mean I don't know. It was it was hard. It was a hard sell for me that he mastered especially, everything as quickly as he did and was already especially like, in the yeah, Sanctum uh, fight in the first bit where that like that badass looking mystic dude who just rolls up is a foot taller than everyone looks like a badass got a giant stick and he's just like and he goes down in two, 20 seconds exactly and then yeah. strange is just like you know like he's almost like i don't know like jackie chan like you know like white man jackie chanting his way through shit exactly <laughs> no, that, that i actually thought exactly of a kung fu movie i just watched exactly six chambers of Shaolin, it's like oh and he like and like when his shield guy. fails and he just like looks Sorry. on it it's such a jackie chan moment Oh yeah, totally. It's oh, as long as we're on that, can we talk about the cape? Oh, the, the cape, cape was, was weird. It was a little too Deus Ex Machina for me. It was oh, fun, but it was just like I like the cape. I like the I like the cape of levitation or the cloak of levitation. There's so many other problems. It got him out of so many jams. Ever, it was just a little. Bit it, remi- it reminded me of Carpet from Aladdin, where he was like just there protecting and like being funny and like and, and like wiping the tears off of Benadryl. That bit Batch's was good. Face. You got it, baby. That the part was tear funny. Bit was that part was funny. Like that was so cute. That was a good diversal. I see your point, Ben. I truly do, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that's the thing. I don't disagree with your point, but I like I don't I don't care. Like when it's when the cape was slamming his head into his floor, I was like, wow, that cape just took care of that situation. <laughs> Great. I mean, at least for the time being, yeah. I do I do think that um, it it does go back to the problem of why Doctor Strange is special. And there was a line where Mord Mordo, whoever the like first in command is at Tilda Swinton's uh, yeah, Mordo, Mordo. Mordo. yeah, is like, like he for. makes some argument for why they could use a guy like Doctor Strange. And I just I totally forgot what it is. <laughs> like I it doesn't oh. make any sense uh, that he should be the one to. I mean I guess by, you could uh, play by Chewbacca ejaculate. Okay, Chewie Tell as you for sorry. I had to make fun of everyone's name. I know. Uh, Chitwell. Yeah, no, I, I really like Chewie Tell as you for a lot in this movie. He's bringing a lot of his serenity uh, vibes. All right. I did enjoy I him in this. I do think yeah. it points he upstaged coming her butt, so it was it was pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wish his setup was a little more interesting. It was just so like by the end he's like, no more sorcerers. I'm like, okay. You're like, how did we get to this point? And I was like, I was like, oh, what was that guy even doing? He was just walking with it. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, he's where did you bad. jump he wasn't to this guy? Yeah, you should go first for Doctor Strange, who controls time. <laughs> like that's way worse. But I guess maybe Doctor Strange is too powerful. Yeah, it's just like it's just like let this guy live his life. He, wa- he just wanted. He just wanted to use his legs and play basketball. Also, yeah, by the I way, just... I had to laugh my ass off that Benjamin Bratt shows up playing basketball, which is he played basketball in Catwoman <laughs> in one of the most infamously bad scenes. Oh my ever. god, so you're like, right. I holy shit, you're right. I hope oh. that's a reference. holy shit. Ben, I dislike you right now. A for reminding me of that movie. B <laughs> yeah. for reminding me of that movie. Oh my god, that movie! Yeah. Remember I that latex forgot. shit? Like, you remember her costume in that movie? Yes, I do, and it was, it was horrible. Ugh. Whenever we talk about bad superhero like, movies, we have to remember Catwoman. That the bar is lower Shut than we remember. Up. Yeah, Shut I mean, up. <laughs> do you guys remember the original Captain America movie from like the like the eighties? Oh, of I course, actually, Jesus. I, I actually never saw it. I've, like, I've never seen it. Like there is actually some deep Marvel catalog stuff that is like actually horrifying because the, there was he, he legit. <laughs> twice in that movie pretends to vomit and steals a car from someone <laughs> so wow oh my god i forgot about that that's a beat <laughs> yeah rogers. he's like driving he's with like, that baby he's like i'm gonna be car. sick and then just steals the car <laughs> steve rogers is such an upstanding guy it's just yeah. such, it's so and, <laughs> and they couldn't figure out a way to put his ears they couldn't figure out how to put his ears out of the helmet so they just put plastic ears they glued them onto the side of the helmet it's so bad <laughs> Okay, I just want to pause. I think we broke Jack. <laughs> I, d- I just want to point that out. Gla- it reminded him of the best he, comedy he, scene of the last 40 he's years. Been, he's been giggling over there for like the past 30 seconds. Straight. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. I needed that. I really needed that this week. Cause I, needed, I needed something funny. Like usually we need to do more comedies because I, I need to like laugh. Can we make sure the that they're good comedies? <laughs> Probably can comedies I, are hard to talk about in, in movies, but I agree. Comedic yeah. takes are more fun. Can I, I, can I tell you all about my the, the, the part in this movie where I lost it? I uh, nearly do. jumped out of my chair. This is my favorite Stan Lee cameo, guys, because yes. when you when you look at what he's reading on the bus... Yeah, that's a nerdy-ass joke. Wait, wait, I, I, wait I didn't get... It's I didn't the catch do- what, what, Peter? No, I, I didn't catch what he was reading. He was reading The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley, which is yeah. <laughs> about this like philosopher that wrote Brave New World, like this total this really academic guy like take essentially taking LSD and writing about it. Like it's the seminal text on tripping balls basically. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> which makes me think that I want there to be a cut of this movie out there that is really more ball trippy than this. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they have that scene that like reminds me of the Ant-Man scene where they, like he's Yes phasing yeah, into mm, quantum. I yeah. felt like that was almost test footage for this, that extended I was thinking, sequence. I was thinking of the same thing. I yeah. literally thought the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. what and they did in Ant-Man was basically preparation for this. He even referenced this. LED. When, when, like, you know, Cram and Ben's, like, talks about, like, like, you know, LSD in the cup, I was like, okay, you know, you know who you're shooting for. Like, right. you just, the screenwriter just wrote it in there. <laughs> like, right, the screenwriter right. at least knew what this was about. I don't know that the studio <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, they, they knew that a lot of these gifts are going to show up in our woe dude and, you know, oh, five yeah. months when it's on DVD, you know. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, some like, of the gifts I, are already pretty great, actually. Yeah, like, I, 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 want, I, want, to, I want to meet, I want, who, I want to meet whoever, whoever uh, was working on this film and, and, when, and when it came down to the question of, okay, how are, I, okay, how, how, are we, how are we going to display on screen um, like, 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 the, like the, the world, the world bending around it, well, bending around itself, and and someone, someone in the room was like, really trippy ass kaleidoscope. I want to meet that person and say thank you because you're gonna give like a lot of people who drop acid a really fun time. <laughs> I, and then I want to find the guy who's like, it's just a mirror on top of the real world, and I want to punch him in the fucking face. Oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> like fuck that guy. He's like, it'll be really cool. We can just film at all real locations and don't have to do as much green screen. So- and the mm-hmm. nerds will appreciate us for that. It, it was so weird when they were walking around their costumes sometimes because they did look like really, really good cosplayers going to a convention. Yes! It's just like the right. normal world. I, wa- I, I want yeah. someone to ask them, is there a Renfest going on right now that we yeah. don't know about? And I, and I want 
wanted it to be someone who like genuinely wanted to know because they wanted to go themselves. Right. I want, right. Like, because 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 I because I remember um from I remember from 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 the from from the first Thor film when they were like was, someone made the comment they were like did the Rinfest come to town and it's like I wanted that same comment I wanted that same joke. Uh, t- totally random aside, but I want to just praise the guy who came with the makeup for uh, uh, Kalis because that's practical makeup. You you see yeah. him on set yeah. photos and oh, you yeah. see the makeup on him, and that it's makeup good. is good. Literally, remarkable. Will has been attempting for like the last month to recreate it, <laughs> I'm and sure I think he's going to He's built it so much up in his mind. I think when he sees this movie, he's going to be severely disappointed that when he doesn't you see like, it close that up. He doesn't like insane. start talking about Camus like halfway through. I feel like that's what <laughs> Will expects is to him to like start reading Camus. Passages in the middle of the movie, oh, no. <laughs> which would have been such a good LSD movie if just in the middle of this movie this guy comes out and starts reading like Kaboo and it's just like this big buzzkill. Like it'd have been great, and everyone it's in the theater trip, on yeah. LSD would start tripping out. <laughs> just, oh, I really God. want them to do that, like have like this ant sequence, like that the hands thing. Like that was the thing I was like, oh, you're oh, trying to you're trying to kill yeah, the oh, hands yes. theater. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When, yeah. When the when the ancient one was when the ancient one gave him like his first taste of everything, and his fingers that, start growing hands, and those fingers start growing more hands, and super, it just keeps going infinitely. Yeah, we're getting mm-hmm. super we're getting super fractal here. Yep. Yeah, I was I I I definitely also thought that was a reference for Ant Man as well. I yes. I felt mm-hmm. like. I'd seen a gif of that before. I think that was in some other like I really like trippy, you know, video yeah. thing I've seen before. Yeah. I've seen the hands growing out of hands thing before. Well, yeah, the hands, still, the hands is mean, the human is prices. is like the key to the human experience. It's what you interact with the world with. So it's actually your own perception and, of yourself. And I did like that mm. the hands were so integral to his arc. I did appreciate that quite a bit. Yeah, I, yeah, no, right. I did enjoy. That I thought, and he I did a good job great. holding his hands. Like that's a hard thing to do, <laughs> like to make your hands not have a lot of movement, which I think is. Uh, Something that's hard to do sometimes. Oh, dude, you know, I talk to surgeons and like one of the things they'll talk about is like they literally like regulate the amount of coffee they intake. Yeah. Like they talk about like my dad will even say like even putting in lines, he's like and he talks about it. It actually gets super complicated because like he's like when I was young, I'd have like two cups of coffee and I'd feel a very fine tremor. But like now I don't have a cup of coffee and I feel a very fine tremor. And like like your own body changes so much that like your perspective on like how fine your hand is like changes over time and like how you like have your health and stuff. It's crazy. That's Mm. nuts. Like surgeons are usually really fit for a reason. Mm. I really watched two movies that are about people who have to use their hands for their jobs and then lose the use of their hand. The other one being a terrible Michael Caine horror movie called The Hand, where his hand gets <laughs> cut off and kills people. Oh, God. Oh God. It's not as good as it sounds. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm not going to oh. lie, Ben. Like, I was almost like about to Google that bullshit because that sounds like an amazing oh, movie. I want but to but see here's this. the interesting thing about The Hand. It is written and directed by Oliver Stone. Even and, I oh. and I went and saw it because Oliver Stone did a Q&A afterwards and it was fascinating. He, we clapped and he's like, that's the only time anyone has ever clapped for The Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a hand. Oh. No, I know I went there. I, I already, I immediately regret that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I turn in my pun card. That was literally the worst. <laughs> All right, wor- let's go ahead and some score, of the guys. That, that Will has said to me over the years. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> Love you, Will. Miss you. I know, but it's still true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We want to go ahead and score this week. Let me go ahead and uh, start up. Um, first up, Ben, what do you give for uh, yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange? That's why I enjoy these uh, enjoy these conversations because I think it's all right to to change your score a little bit before you come into because I was coming in at a solid five, but uh, I think you guys told me there's a little bit more interesting in this movie than your typical damn I was, run the mill action yay. film, and I. There's some some stuff, so I'm gonna give it a six. Like I said, it's still oh, okay. This is right around the same level as Jungle yeah. Book. Uh, it's 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 a very ambitious film in some regards, and it's a very unambitious film in a lot of other regards. I, I still have a lot of problems with the character beats, but it does try for something interesting. It does have a very good ending with the the villain, which I quite enjoy, and uh, it at least tries for some creative stuff. And and I I appreciate that uh, even if it doesn't 100% nail it, that we're we're exploring something interesting, and, and yeah, I'm gonna probably rather go to like Iron Man or Ant Man for my single sort of issue comic style movies, you know. But uh, but I, I'm not disappointed. I saw it, and I don't feel like it's a 
waste of anyone's time to see it. I think most people will probably enjoy it quite a bit, but uh, just wasn't quite for me. So six. That's actually surprising, and I w- I'm actually curious. What do you think mo- more than anything changed your mind? Uh, what Trevor was saying that there's some some actually interesting themes about death. I don't think they 100% nail it, but the fact that they do attempt to kind of talk about death. And I remember at one point I was like, "There's like kids in the audience, <laughs> and they're talking about like, yes." And, and at one point, like he has the line like. Everyone will die. The sun will be swallowed. Swallow the earth. The universe will become cold, and there'll be heat death. And I'm like, are we talking about heat death in front of fucking kids? Like, there's oh something God. kind of no, I, ambitious and interesting yeah. about that. So I, I think I, that's I, I, I commend that. I think that's probably the overarching issue, which is why I'm gonna I'm gonna be a point ahead of you at seven. Like I was always. I don't think I changed too much from this conversation. Um, I, th- I what I was gonna say is like I definitely feel like there was some ambitious deeply ideas things. And I wanted this to kind of be, I wanted this one to probably go a little bit harder. I kind of wanted an R Marvel movie Um, or not. If not an R Marvel movie, I wanted a hard PG 13, like lean into the dark side of this universe. And I think like definitely the screenwriter was on the same page as me. And I think that this movie leans into the themes and they're definitely there and present. And then on the beat level, it's just action to action moments. And I think those action to action moments suffered. I would have I would have appreciated them leaning more into the darkness of it. Um, but I still think it's a it's it's it, it, you can't deny it is a competent movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I give it a seven, Trevor. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna give it an eight. Actually, I um, ah, I mean our, our oh conversation like I, I I've wanted to bring it down, but I think I'm gonna stick to. Just the fact that this is probably one of my favorite experiences that I've had in a theater watching a Marvel movie. I will admit immediately that it does not have the rewatch value for me that, say, Civil War or Ant-Man or even Iron Man do because it's not as well-structured and it does really rush its uh, mm-hmm. it, what character development it has again. But, yeah. uh, and, I'll, and I'll admit I'm a little biased on this one, too, because I just loved the... Um, the thematic elements that they tried to incorporate into it yeah. enough yeah. personally that for me it made up for that and i found myself even in the theater at the time like forgiving beat after beat and like line after shallow line but it it was yeah. never too much it was and they were spaced out enough that it never overwhelmed me and you know i was i, I was cu- i was curious too as to like whether or not our uh, proximity to the medical profession, you, your girlfriend, and my, my dad, and working in a hospital, if that kind of also gave us a perspective on doctors to say that this stereotype is well-earned and they're more just doing a version of it, and maybe that was kind of more, maybe a reason that we're more positive about it overall. Whereas for they're, people yeah. like Ben and Peter, who's like, and I don't, I don't mean, I don't know, like you actually have like a lot of experience with doctors up close, but you're probably more experienced through them through TV, correct? Well, my mom and my ex are both nurses, so I do know oh. somewhat about sort of doctor stuff though i will say my ex loved this movie so i saw it on facebook so yeah well, no maybe it could be a case that if you know so the profession really straight on forward you might have sort of an yeah appreciation i think that's a good point that does uh you might have a good point there that does maybe factor into my experience of it there's that and there's the flip side of it when he becomes a patient and the whole yeah. physical therapy and mm. healing process really spoke yeah. to me as well and i do love and appreciate that um of the marvel movies i can think of even the better paced ones this movie does not throw out the themes in the third act. And by the end of it, the closing shot, his hands are still shaking. And I really loved that. So yeah. that I'm going to stick with an eight. I really like yeah. that. No, I understand. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Peter. Peter, you're, you're up next. I know, I know you're good. Um, well, this is going to be interesting because Trevor is going to be Trevor's going to be the one who gives the highest score for this film. I'm giving it a 7.5. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I guess my I guess my uh, my reasons for my reasons for enjoying this film are kind of simpler. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, but no but, but no but no Jack Jack you're you're, uh, you're you're right when you you're right when you say that when you say that, mo- that most of my experience with with uh, with with the medical field comes from comes from uh, television. I mean gr- I mean grant I mean granted yes I do. And uh, I I really uh, don't like saying that. I, I was more no, wondering if if no, like no, Pete and if our proximity. I wasn't like no no I mean acknowledging anyone, which no, is no, I'm, what I'm, it I'm sounds just, like. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking to like to to, to 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 like that like point just kind of kind of at face value like where, where most of my most of my experience with the medical field comes from comes from tv i mean granted i mean grant granted i do ha- i do have some friends who, who who are nurses but but even then it's like i mean but even then it's like i don't know that much but no but i mean but i mean for me 
yeah for, for me yes like I, I i do feel i do feel that his character development was rushed i will most definitely agree with that but i but i still had fun i still had fun with the movie and i and i'm hoping and, and i'm hoping that with that with what they've shown um in in a, in a sequel that in a sequel that with that that with that um that with that, with that post post credits scene just with mordo just seems glaringly inevitable that that, that that in the next that in the next film we like we get like you said jack we get to see them go deeper to the dark side of to, to deeper to the dark side of magic i hope that i hope that with that with that with whatever mordo is planning we see we see them take take what they've established in, the, in this yeah. first doctor strange film and like and like go bigger and crazier I, I i want i want to walk out of the film thinking that i had a potentially small trip tripping yeah give it lean into that star trek yeah that really star trek reference that, yeah, give really me really that good. And like, like, and, and that's the thing is, I give it a score because I like it, and I like so much of where it's headed. Right. I am so into where this is headed. Like, like yeah, they, I like just don't think it's there. Like there is so there is so much potential. Like there's so many different directions that they, that, they, that they that they could take. At the very least, this individual character uh, within the MCU, and I really hope that they, I really hope that they that they sit down and think and, and like and, and look at look at the text of Marvel Comics involving Doctor Strange and say, okay, what in the hell can we do with this? Because we should. Right. And yeah. So, the math for this comes out to a 7.125, which I'm just going to round down to a 7 for easy numbers. The Movie Gang Podcast gives Doctor Strange a 7 out of 10, which is my score. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and what's this? Oh, we got late breaking news. I have to make a redaction from one of the previous weeks. I believe it was. Oh. Um, this is literally breaking right now. Um, I'm looking up the Movie Gang podcast. I think it was two weeks ago that we did Girl on the Train. And in that cast, yeah, it was episode 32. It was October 18th, 2016, and we did The Girl on the Train, and we gave it a, a f- I think a four, yeah, like a 4.5 out of 10. Um, and unfortunately, I have to redact the fact in that cast, I said that uh, Catherine Boyd liked Girl on the Train because I said she liked the book and the movie by extension. That was apparently entirely wrong. She hates both, and... <laughs> I am not allowed to go over tonight until I make that redaction on this podcast. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. So in terms of if having a knockdown drag out with your girlfriend about a movie, just don't fucking do it. Just don't fucking do it. No movie is important enough and no principle you have is important enough. Just, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Moving on for bets for next week. So we're actually going to switch up. Ben got his way. Just kidding, Ben. I love you. <laughs> but you, I actually did watch the look at the early scores for Arrival, and I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, we'll be going to see Arrival. So for the bet for next week, what will the opening weekend domestic gross for Arrival, as projected by Box Office Mojo, be? Who's starring in that film again? Um, uh, Amy Adams. In, it's uh, yeah. Oh, I was uh, about to yeah, say Amy Lois Adams, Lane. Jeremy Renner, <laughs> uh, Forrest Whitaker. Go ahead, everyone. Send me individual things in the cast. Um, I actually hadn't decided who I was gonna do huh. for this one, so I. Hmm. Hmm. Um, shit. Hmm. Uh, not sure. I'm really not sure on this one, so we'll see. Yeah, this is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to say, I'm going to go really low. I'm going to say $25 million. Oh, my God. Uh, I went lower than you. <laughs> I went way higher. Ben, I'm sorry that came in like right as I said it. Is that any consolation? Yeah, that's, right. that's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. Do you want to change yours? I went low. I went low. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's okay. Trevor and Peter are just absolutely nerds are gonna go out to it, but it's not a big enough star. Well, I mean, I mean, I haven't looked at any. I haven't looked at anything, so I'm just like, I'm just going based. Uh, It's in the blue. It's in the blue. So the scores for this are: um, Trevor came with a high bet at 75 million, Peter's at 65 million, I came at 25 million, and Ben's at 20 million. 
man, I have the highest score and I'm also the optimist. That's not me. I mean, it's really I, not. No. It's yeah, really I mean, not. I mean, for, I mean, for me, what I mean, is for happening? Me, I mean, for me, like at least in comparison to like to Ben and Jack, like like my my, my bet is what it is. My bet is what it is simply because um is, is simply because we have Lois Lane and Hawkeye in this film, so it's like. Eh. Yeah, it's I don't really think Hawkeye is a draw. <laughs> yeah, that's, <about laughs> that's really sad that we Lane. think of actors in terms of what superheroes they've played. This movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, considering the year we've had, yeah. Uh, I'm actually excited for yeah, next year. Yeah, I was year. looking at the box office. By the way, Disney, after Doctor Strange, is now has made $6 billion, which is the first time ever a studio has made $6 billion, and that's before Moana and Rogue One has even opened. So. Wow. <laughs> they oh still can't God. pay grips a decent fucking wage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Social commentary! That's what you come here for the Movie Gang podcast. Didn't you hear our whole political podcast at the beginning of this one? Oh man, I probably should just cut that shit out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, I'll think about it. <laughs> Alright, so closing out this podcast this week, we had last week the bet was Doctor Strange opening weekend gross domestic as protected by Box Office Mojo. Sarah bet $120 million. Trevor bet Hundred and twenty million. Jack bet hundred and forty million. Damn. Ben wow. bet seventy million. The actual gross domestic product. I'm sorry, what did, what did I bet? What did I bet? What did I bet? What did I bet? You didn't bet. Yes I did. What'd you bet? Sixty five. It's literally oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah, next you did. line. You did bet. You it's did literally bet. the next you still line. Lost. You still lost. I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just lost. saying, do not forget that I said shit. Well you see how it cuts off on the rundown, it cuts off to the second page. I know. That's what you get for making a rundown. I, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. We we remembered more of stuff on this on this episode than ever before because we had a rundown. Yeah. No, I don't know that we need to idea. admit to the viewer I that we've never done ironic. this with a rundown before. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways, so the winner, of course, was it was eighty four million. Ben was the closest with seventy million. Ben, you have won the rights and responsibilities to close out the Movie Gang podcast and pr- to promote the Tuscan Shed Media Network. Again, remember to promote it and try to work in some of those cool taglines I came up with, like a podcasting company with a little heart and a lot of wine. That's pretty good. You should use that. So, okay, Ben, take it away. <laughs> oh All right, I'll, I'll add that one in. I'll try to remember that one. I'll probably butcher it. All right, here we go. So it's I think it's been a while since we had a real a real spicy one. You know, we had a real sort of contentious <laughs> one, so I wanna Oh no. We come with some spice on this one. So, you know, I could just like sit here and just say Atlanta's good. We all know Atlanta's good show, you should watch it. So here we go. The Wonder Woman trailer came out recently and uh, actually was thought it was alright. Uh, it's like the first time I've been somewhat excited for the film, not been the most excited for it, but yeah, it looked like it had fun action. But here's the thing I've wanted to say for a while. I do not like the Wonder Woman theme at all. Now, here's the thing. I like the Wonder Woman theme as a theme. I think it's very memorable. I think that is a good thing about a theme, but I think it does not fit Wonder Woman's character at all. I really think it's so mismatched for the tone they're going for in this film in particular, but anything involving Wonder Woman. It sounds to me like the best theme from... Uh, Mad Max Fury Road that they didn't use. It's this driving, pulsing, angry, violent theme that just is everything that bothers me about the DCU where we're trying to have these sort of more heroic, iconic characters and we're trying to ground them in this dark, gritty realism. I hate that this theme is associated with Wonder Woman. I don't like it every time I hear it. You can argue at me all you want, but I just don't like this theme. And every time these Wonder Woman trailers ends with it, bums me out it's gonna bum me out in the movie and i don't like this theme associated with wonder woman at all all right that's my spicy take <laughs> in the meantime that has been the movie gang podcast thank you all for listening thank you for putting up with whatever didn't Be- get cut out because i've been editing this over this whole outro i'm just gonna play the wonder woman theme <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But I totally It's so loud and irritating that. it will uh, drown me out. Yeah. Um, so that has been the Movie Gang Podcast. Oh I uh, want to thank Peter, Trevor, Jack, and everyone for putting up with us. We love you guys. And please hit us up on all the things on the Twitters, on the Facebook. Please, please, please. We love to hear from you all. Uh, be sure to check out all of our show at TuscanShed.com. Tuscan Shed Media Network. A lot of heart and a lot of wine. I think I butchered that. Uh, no, that's fine. We, all right. All right. Uh, we it's have a, little, a, it's a little heart got, and a lot of wine. But it still See, works. that's the thing. I thought there was a little <laughs> bit. There was a change. Yeah. 
uh, themes don't usually say the same word twice. Uh, okay. So that's where I fucked up. Um, you can check out our shows, Animania, our fantastic anime show that I love listening to. Uh, we've got Geek Space Nine, which I keep promising, but at least some point in November we'll have all the first season up. Keep on the lookout for that. We have Save Point. We just had an excellent episode oh. on sort of games that oh don't my really have a Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We got to hold up for two seconds. Emergency meeting in Animania. We have one, two, three, four, five Twitter questions coming in right now. Wow. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, right now. So, from Rob Doss, because they're all from Rob Doss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love you, Rob. Are you in the camp? Wasn't high enough for that camp or the thank God I was sober camp? Sorry, would you say that one more time? So, are you in the wasn't high enough for that camp or the thank God I was sober camp? Regarding Doctor Strange? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I, I feel like say... we tangent I think that we tangentially answered all these questions. I just want to read them off. Yeah, His I'd thoughts on Tilda Swinton running as a Nepalese monastery. I think we approved. We said that it's kind of a damned you if you don't think. Also because this was a huge dividing line in my friend group, the movie wasn't anti-intellectual or anti-science. That's a good question, actually, I would say. Hmm. But I think that we both came down. I came down. I don't I think it's, it's anti-science. Either. I think it's trying to be both. Yeah. I think it just doesn't really balance it well. I, I, I think yeah. the non-balance it well is kind of a good place. But I don't think it's. I definitely don't think it's trying to insult either. It's very intentionally right. trying to not insult either. I think it's more right, of a spirit I like of that science. later on that they... At first, I was kind of thinking that, but later on, it's like, oh, you have to use like this dark power to heal yourself. So it's a little bit like, you know, it's not like the most ideal thing. You know, it's not like I don't think it comes down to like the Western medicine's bad, which is what I was worried about. I think so, actually, I Ben, think so. your criticism that um, that they made the magic like real and scientific mm-hmm. and dimensional actually is kind of what enables that to work and for this movie not to be anti-science because it handles the skepticism really well. Mm-hmm. Where Doctor Strange, you know, is like, uh, you got all this out of a gift shop. And she's like, well, that wasn't in the gift shop. It's fucking real. Like, belief is no part of it whatsoever. <laughs> so I think... Um, Rob is going to know that I put out a, I put out a call on Twitter. <laughs> like, he's just going to know now that I put out a call on Twitter and then didn't even check to the last minute because I just assumed no one would answer. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry. I would have, like, worked all of these in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, you thought you'd have a whole week to, like... Like, get questions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've done it so many times and no one ever answers. I'm so happy and I'm so mad. Okay, well, please give us more questions for arrival. Goddamn. Yes, yes please We're send out. all your questions, Rob Doss, and anyone else who's silently listening to uh, our Twitter feed, please. And that, I think, will do it for the uh, Movie Gang podcast. Thank you all for listening. So, please check out us on TuscanShed.com and, uh, you know, just just enjoy your week. It's gonna be a rough week. We're gonna have, we're gonna make through it. We're gonna make it through it, you guys. And stick it up for podcasts. Podcast makes everything better. <laughs> All right. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye.